You're listening to Perry Noble's thoughts on leadership, vision, and creativity. You can find Perry online at perrynoble.com. Well, hello and welcome to the April 2013 edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. Woohoo! Uh, my name is Shane. I'll be our host today, and we're going to talk about the four P's of progress in today's episode. But before we do that, Perry, why don't you say hello to our listeners out there? Hello, all you listeners out there. We're really excited about what we got going on in April. Seriously, on, on a serious note, and we're just going to go ahead and announce it, but it's coming up this fall. We've got a, a conference taking place here. It's Unleashing Your Children and Youth Ministry or Student Ministry, whichever one you want to call it. Um, we don't have the dates yet, but we'll probably have them ready by the next podcast, it, if you are a, or if you are a senior pastor or a student um, uh, minister, pastor, worker, or children's worker, you're going to want to be at this conference. It's going to be this fall, and more information will be out next month. Yep, I'm looking forward to that. It is going to be awesome. So go ahead and get on your calendars. Uh, probably late October, early November, Perry? Yeah, something along, something along um, there. And or, be planning. Or December 24th. We were thinking about doing it then. <laughs> that'd be the best time. To yeah, do that'd it. be awesome. Because it's on a Monday this year, so nobody will be in church, right? That's true. Perfect there day to do it. Hey. Hey, new idea. It could work. Uh, and if we do decide to do that, we would need to employ the the four P's of progress. Absolutely. And so that's a great segue into what that we're going to... awesome, man. <laughs> into like today's the way you topic. that. Uh, you know, this past Easter, Perry, we saw a 69% increase in attendance over Easter 2012. Incredible growth that, quite frankly, surprised all of us a little bit. Uh, we certainly believe that it's God who ultimately brings people to our church, but we also know that He so often does work through... Uh, us and the ability and the gifts that he's given us mm -hmm. to work hard. Uh, Perry, as you've looked back over this past Easter, I know you've identified four specific things that you think we did as a church uh, and that you believe played a significant role in us seeing a big increase in attendance. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Planning plus preparation plus perspiration plus prayer equals progress. Does that sound right? Absolutely. All right, well, let's jump right into the questions in Perry. Let's talk about planning. Uh, and we're going to focus on Easter uh, just because it's a good example of some of the ways we plan and, and uh, do these four Ps here at New Spring. But we're going to jump in there. When did we start planning for Easter 2013? Well, you know, the, the whole premise behind this is um, you'll, you'll see something amazing uh, happen like, like we saw at Easter over, you know, 1,300 salvations and... Um, you know, like you said, a 69% increase. We had almost 50,000 people show up to an Easter service, and people go, oh my gosh, that that's God. God worked. And and I agree, and we're going to talk about that in this podcast. God worked. But the thing that I think a lot of um, times we lose sight of is God works through people who work. That's right. And we, we always want to say, well, God, you do this, and God's going, okay, but there's some things I want you to do as well. Like when he appeared to Noah, and said, I'm going to save you, but Noah, you got to go build the boat. And Noah didn't sit under a tree and have a quiet time and beg God to do something. Noah um, got his hands dirty. He built a boat. I mean, David knew that God had given him victory over Goliath, but David had to pick up some rocks and walk down in the valley and face him. And so it's this whole idea of well, we're going to pray and watch God do it all. Um, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work that way. So, so like you said, the whole planning plus preparation, plus perspiration, plus, plus prayer equals progress. We started planning Easter 2013 
Um, honestly, Shane, you were with me on the very first Israel trip we took in 2011. Mm-hmm. And, and two years before... Um, two years before, we started going, hey, what if? What if we did this? And what if we did this? And so conversations about that particular service started two years before, and serious conversations started, um, I believe it was about nine months before the actual service, where we got into a room with a group of people that I felt like were the essential people to be able to pull something like this off. And we started asking what if questions. And so we started planning this about nine months before. Um, what do you think is so important in this case to plan ahead, but in any case to plan ahead? Well, you know, there's this whole mentality out there among <clears throat> pastors that, you know, uh, they want their video, if they have people that do video in their church, they want them to do a good, good job. They want their worship team to do a good job. They want their children's team to do a good job. And, and I agree, I want the whole church doing a good job. But the best way to set them up for success is to plan ahead. Um, Instead of working week of, if you give your video team two weeks or even two months to work on a concept, the product they're going to produce is much better. Um, And so one of the reasons that a lot of church leaders don't plan ahead is because they're lazy. And then we work week of, and then when it's bad, we blame it on the spirit. Rather than going, no, it's, it's, I wasn't willing to, to work. And so um, planning ahead sets everyone in the church up for success. Um, that's why it's important. Uh, you know, something I thought about, Perry, some of our listeners may have not seen what we did at Easter. Why don't you take a second and explain what oh, yeah. the end result looked like so they can understand uh, what we're talking about that we planned. Easter service, we did something really unique this year. We had never done anything like it before where we went to... Israel. We actually took a camera crew and uh, and and uh, some audio people to to Israel, and we filmed the Easter message. And we went to five places um, that would have been involved in the last um, seventy-two hours, or, or or not the last seventy-two hours, but the seventy-two hours of the Easter story. We went from the upper room to the Garden of Gethsemane to the judgment seat where Pilate pronounced judgment on Jesus. Um, and then we went to Golgotha and finally the Garden Tomb. And we told the Easter story from those locations, reading the scripture and supplemented it with some um, video footage from the Passion of the Christ so people could see, hear, feel, almost experience the story. And it was one of the most moving experiences um, in the history of our church. I mean, people are, are still talking about it. Yep, and so if anybody haven't, if you haven't seen that newspring.cc, you can find our Easter message, uh, our whole service there. If you want to check that out, let me ask you this about planning: Is it possible to plan too early? Um, y- yes and no. I mean, you know, when you plan, you got to have flexibility in your planning if you want it to to work out really well. Um, but I, I would I would say, you know, if you're planning three years out, you, you know, it might be a little aggressive. But I would say for for you know a big service or a big event or something like that, if you're planning, you know at least six months out, that that's that's not too early at all. Um, you know, for this pair, you mentioned that this dream uh, of this idea sort of started in 2011, but we got serious about uh, planning what this could look like or asking what if questions about nine months um, before 
Easter this past year, but what did we do between the nine months and Easter? What were some other levels of planning that we had to do that you well, had to lead us through? Well, and it, this transitions into our next section right here, Shane, really good. Planning is where you say, what if? So what if we did this? And 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 through asking what if questions, you get a solid idea. The next section, preparation, you stop asking what if, and you start asking what do we have to do to make that happen? So that that's the big difference right there, is you stop asking, planning, what if, what if, what if, preparation, what do we have to do now to make the what ifs happen? So what did we do uh, to prepare to execute this Easter service? Oh my gosh. I mean, there was well, so I much. Say, what didn't we do? Yeah, there was so much involved. You know, it was one of the best, um, it was one of the best uh, experiences I've ever had as a leader of watching so many people work together because we had to get our communications team together to design a website to figure out what that was going to look like. They came up with a promotional. The website absolutely was a tremendous success. People used it to invite their friends. Um, We had to get our video team um, together to figure out what video equipment they were going to need. They had to go down and register serial numbers and all this other stuff. We had to get audio people. We had to get lighting people. We had to get... um, I mean, the worship team had to be involved to plan the service around what they knew we were going to do. Um, our worship team actually blew us away. They wrote the entire music script for or the score for what we produced. And so they had to be involved. They had to work with our video guys. I mean, it was so many people working together um, with, with with no ego at all. It was like, we're doing this to honor Jesus, to lift up the name of Jesus. Um, and And they worked hard. I think for all of our senior leaders out there, they need to know too, Perry, that none of that could happen unless you got prepared first. Right. Because we start, I mean, everything we do, but certainly with Easter, we started with the message. You had to come up with the idea of what you wanted to talk about several months before we Mm -hmm. actually did this. And so talk about the importance of the leader going first in the preparation. If the leader goes first in preparation as we alluded to earlier, it just sets everybody up for success. When you can go to your worship leader and say, hey, I'm looking for a song that kind of says this. And if you're giving that to him two months out as opposed to two hours before the service, once again, you're going to get a better product. If you're going to somebody that might edit video for you and you're saying, hey, this is what we've got in mind, and you kind of let them brainstorm, because they're the experts in video, not you, um, not me, um, you're going to get a much better product. You mentioned video guys, music guys, um, certainly uh, our communications team. You mentioned the websites, getready.cc. Uh, we set that up before we ever went. We actually, uh, part of the planning and preparation was to promote this Easter mm-hmm. like we've never done before. We actually let people on the inside, hey, here's where we're going, here's what we're doing for three weeks even set up a series around the idea of getting ready for Easter. Talk about that, how that helped our whole church get prepared for this Easter. Well, anytime you can get your church excited about where you're going, that's a win. Um, Anticipation is a great thing in the body of Christ. And I think, you know, just kind of surveying church culture, one of the things we could do, when I say we, the big C church could do, is creating that sense of anticipation better. Because um, I've heard... 
pastor saying, man, I used to do this. Um, I'd get on stage and I'd be like, man, I'm so excited about next Sunday. And nobody's excited with me. And the reason they're not excited is because I've known for two months what's coming. They don't know. And so my job as a leader, if I want there to be excitement in my church, is to actually help create anticipation for what's coming. And um, Jesus did that. Jesus created anticipation better than anyone. It's just that his disciples didn't really get it. But on numerous occasions, he, would, he told his disciples, hey, here's the deal. I'm going um, to be crucified, and I, they're going to beat me, and they're going to mock me, and they're going to put me in tomb, but I'm coming back. I'm, I'm, I'm coming back alive. He always included that. He never said, I'm going to stay dead. He created anticipation. What did he do um, in Acts chapter 1? Verse 8, he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. He's telling them, hey, wait here in anticipation and something great is going to happen. So when we as leaders create anticipation, it's not hype, it's hope. It's only We talked about this a few months ago. It's only hype if you don't believe it. It's hope if you know something great is coming. And the one thing that everybody coming to our churches need every week is somebody to share some hope with them. If one organization on the planet should look forward to what's coming down the pike next, it's the church. So good. Um, looking back, especially in the preparation phase of this, uh, what are are there, are there any specifically good decisions you think that we made? Uh, or on the flip side, is there anything looking back do you think we might should do different if we do this again? You know, I think some really good decisions that we made in the preparation process was I decided very early on to let the experts be experts. And so I decided when we get over there, I'm not going to tell the video guys what we're going to do. I'm going to ask them, where do you want me to stand? How do you want me to shoot? Do you want me to do that again? Do you want me to say that again? Um, I think if you, if you plan and prepare uh, far enough in advance, it allows your experts to be experts. And that's always a win. Um, Anything that we would do different next time, you know, just evaluating the process, there would be some minor tweaks that I would make, but, and, and on it, we're not perfect, but honestly, I think it was one of the most well-executed things we've, we've ever done. We worked really hard putting it together. We did. And, and some behind the scenes folks too, with flights, hotels, food, all that kind of stuff that made the time over there, uh, even, um, better for us, I think. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say the food in Israel is unbelievably awesome. It I really can't. Is. I mean, it's just especially the Armenian food. Yeah, even if you're a Calvinist, even if you're a Calvinist, you like the Armenian food. Is Absolutely awesome. It's some of the best food I've ever had. Yeah, probably because I had a choice as to whether or not it's good. If That's it's right. Calvinist, it has right. to be either good or bad. That's right. It's either awesome or it's going to hell. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure, but Armenians they just choose to make their food good. Yeah. Hey, you five-pointers out there, don't miss the Armenian food when you go to Israel. Uh, amen. All right. Uh, now, let's look at the next phase. So we talked about planning. We talked about preparation. Let's talk about perspiration. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by perspiration? You got to sweat. You got to sweat. It's what I alluded to at the beginning where Noah had to build a boat. David had to go into the valley. Jesus had to go to the cross. It's, it's, it's being willing to work hard to execute the vision that you have in mind that you feel like God's placed in your heart. Um, just about every leader talks about vision. 
Um, I think where visions fall short is not because God doesn't work. I think it's because we refuse to work. And when God's given us a vision to make something happen, we got to be willing to put in the hard work. Like, for example, um, I'm writing my second book right now. And I've had people ask me, how do you write? And I'm like, well, you go into a room, you cut off your cell phone, you don't look at Facebook, you don't tweet, you don't text, and you don't come out of that room until you have a chapter written. That, that's what you don't, you don't pray over blank pieces of paper and open your eyes and there are words. Now, if you can do that, <laughs> would you call me? Because I've got a couple more chapters and I'm going to need some help. But that's not the way it happens. It happens through hard work, being willing to sweat to make something happen. I mean, I think, Perry, that this, this uh, P in the four Ps is the real difference maker. Having a team that's willing to put in the work. Do you think this is the place where great ideas die? Yes, absolutely. Because, I mean, in the planning process, at any point, or the preparation process, somebody could have raised their hand and said, hey, that's going to be difficult. That's going to be hard to pull off. I mean, some of these permits that we had to get to go into some of these places and film weren't the easiest things in the world to get. You can't just show up in Jerusalem with a camera crew and say, I'm going to go stand in the middle of the Garden of Gethsemane and film a, uh, a me- an Easter message. I mean, you've got to call people. You've got to get in touch with people. Permits have to be pulled. You have to have somebody with you that has the permits because they're going to check them. I mean, all this stuff has to be done and I've, I've done it in, this, in the past. I, it's like, oh my gosh, that's going to be too hard. Let's not even do that. But we decided early on in the game, you know what? Nothing's too difficult in this. We're going to do whatever it takes to pull this off. And I think this is where great, um, what some people would call visions die. It's because people are like, you know what? I'm just not, I'm not willing to work that hard to make it happen. Do you think it's fun, able to where? Do you think it's possible to have fun and work hard at the same time? Absolutely. If you're not having fun, you're not doing something right. I mean, the Israel trip was one of the most exhausting things we've ever done, but at the end of the day, it was fun because. And I think that honestly, Shane, the thing that makes it fun, whether you're doing a trip to Israel or whether you're planning a message for next week, is you know in your heart. Like we knew, I knew in my heart. We knew in our heart that God was going to do something extra special um, in, in, in that Easter message. And it's kind of like I'm anticipating what's coming. And, hey, people follow leadership. If you're not anticipating something great, your people aren't going to anticipate something great. Uh, well, let's move uh, now to the fourth P, Perry, prayer. Prayer. Um, my first question is, don't you think this is really part of each stage? Absolutely. <laughs> You know, um, there are some people out there, and if if we're not careful, if if churches aren't careful, we can we can lean too hard on the first three P's: the planning, the preparation, and the perspiration, and we won't pray. But this thing was bathed in prayer. It was prayed over. It was prayed for. It was prayed through. Um, the Bible says a couple times in the Book of Proverbs that the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory rests with the Lord. And what Scripture's saying right there is, listen, you can have the horse ready to go in, you can have your saddle ready, you can have your weapons ready, you can be ready to fight, but you've got to understand that victory comes your way. It comes from the Lord. That's why I really do believe at the end of the day that God does work. God does work. Easter at New Spring Church was God working, but it was God working through people who were willing to work. Um, And so prayer is not just a good idea. 
it's essential um, if something supernatural is going to take place. So good. what are some specific things maybe or the kind of things that you were praying along the way? Well, I was praying for record attendance. <laughs> We've got people in this room, and somebody's phone just got a text. I don't know who that was, but that's awesome. Um, who got a text? Who was that? Was that? Okay, that was my assistant. That'd be Allie Zacher. Allie Zacher received a text <laughs> in the middle of the podcast. Oh, my gosh. She was, hey, but you know what? She's just trying to be prepared. That's She's right. just trying to make sure there's a. She's awesome perspiring mix. right now. Too. She is perspiring right now. This is actually kind of funny. We're not going to edit this out either. We're not editing this out. What was your question? Yeah, um, <laughs> oh, some specific things. Oh yeah, yeah. That we're leader, praying for. You're leading this thing. What are some specific? I can't even say that. Specific. Allie's got me all flustered. Okay, specific things. Thing, you were first for. thing I was praying for is for people not to bring their cell phones in the worship service. Second <laughs> thing I was praying for was. Um, we, I literally prayed that we would break um, an attendance record. Uh, I, I literally prayed, Lord, let us break an attendance record. Now, the, the previous attendance record had been around 35000 for Christmas uh, last year. And we were thinking, man, it'd be great if we broke $40,000. Um, and, and we did break $40,000. We, we just broke it with nine more thousand than 40000 um, So I was praying for that. I was praying for people to receive Christ. I was praying for you know, over 1,000 people to receive Christ. Um, I'm still praying for 3,000 people to receive Christ in one experience or one weekend. So I prayed for that too. Um, I was praying for people to understand the Easter story in ways they had never understood it. And, you know, those are just some of the things that I was praying for. I prayed for the people that were editing as they were editing. I prayed for us while we were over there filming that God would keep us um, safe and and let us um, have some really cool experiences ourselves. I mean, it was, uh, it was, every aspect of it was, was covered in prayer by the people participating um, and and by by me because man I know at the end of the day if God doesn't move we're screwed you know that's I just want to reemphasize this you know this is where um, the quote unquote let go let God uh, philosophy just just doesn't find its end if you don't work that's one of the most disturbing things yeah in it's the like world. so you can pray and pray but what I guess when, when you were saying that I'm just thinking about Everything we were praying for, we took active steps believing that it was actually going to happen. We didn't just sit and hope. No. We worked toward it. Yeah. I, let go, let God bothers me on so many levels. Christian bumper stickers should be banned, and the people that produce them should, should be beaten. Um, it, <laughs> it, it, it's horrible. Let go, let God. And I understand what— It was what, a joke, people. Um, yes, it was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> You got to say that because people are like, "Oh, he's talking about beating people up, firing up their thumbs while we were sitting here." Gosh, whatever. Anyway, um, uh, the 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 whole idea, let go, let God. I understand what people are saying in that context. They're like, "Hey, sometimes you just got to trust the Lord." But I've heard way too many people say, "Let go, let God," and they're saying it not because they have to trust the Lord, but because. Let go, let God means I don't have to work hard. And then when it goes bad, they go, well, I guess the spirit didn't move. No, you're lazy. That's, <laughs> I mean, and that's happened to me on numerous occasions. Yeah. I'm like I'm trying to blame it on the spirit and God going, ah, you're lazy. It's yeah, problem. Get to work. Uh, just the last thing, you know, what happens uh, when a team forgets to pray? Um, God will give you what you, God will give you the reward that your hands can produce, mm. which is wood, hay, and stubble. And so everything that your team produces apart from the blessing and anointing of the Holy Spirit 
is going to be wood, hay, and stubble. And as Paul wrote in Corinthians, I believe, it will burn. Um, it you can produce that. That's all we can produce on our own: wood, hay, and stubble. And uh, man, no, nobody wants a truckload full of that because it's worthless. Oh, that's good. Uh, so we've talked about planning plus preparation plus perspiration plus prayer equals progress. And we certainly have seen this or saw this at Easter, but we see this. Uh, you know, we've seen this over the life of our church as well, Perry, because this is something you really let us in along the way. So let me just ask this question plainly. Is this just something we do for big Sundays or something we should do every week? No, we do this. I mean, we do this for every Sunday. So <clears throat> right now we've got our concepts done through December. And in December, I'm working on two separate concepts trying to figure out which one we're going to do. Um, it, it, our... our uh, Kidspring ministry does this, is I'll walk in their offices sometimes, and they're planning series throughout this fall. Um, Fuse, our student ministry, does this, as I'll talk to Brad Cooper, and he's he's talking about series that they're planning for this fall. I mean, he and I were both walking through our, our, our student camp. is called The Gauntlets in July. It's the last week in July, and both of us already have our messages pretty much down, and so we were kind of comparing notes on those the other day, making sure we're in the same... Um, ballpark. We don't try to say the same things, but as long as we're in the same ballpark, that thing flows. Um, I, I just, I just think it, it's so essential if you want to set your people up for success. Um, the senior leader um, or the leader of whatever department has to be willing to plan and prepare in order to just. Um, at, at the end of the day, Jesus Christ didn't die on the cross so we could have crappy church services. Um, he didn't die on the cross so we could throw something together on a. Thursday or Friday, um, and, and say that it honors him. Um, he's called us to do our very best in everything that we do, and that means we've got to put effort in ahead of time. So good. Um, let me just ask this because it went through my mind. You know, we do plan way ahead. What happens when something changes? When something changes, you got to have everybody's got to hold on to everything that's been done very loosely. Um, because something can change at the last minute. And when something changes, it has to be okay. We've planned services, and um, I remember Easter, well, it's kind of funny, Easter two years ago, you'll rem you'll remember this, Shane, we changed the entire Easter idea we had on a Monday, and opening services were that Thursday. Yeah. But it, I, I came in, I called you guys together, I was like, guys, I cannot get this out of my mind. I know what we have planned and what we had planned was good, but this is the direction and everybody around the table affirmed it. Everybody around the table said, amen. Um, everybody, everyone around the table worked really hard to make it happen, but that's the exception. It's not the rule. I'm not coming in every other Thursday going, guys, I think God changed the idea because if I did, you guys would be like, Hey man, what are you eating on Wednesday <laughs> nights before you go to bed? Cause we're going to cut, you can't have any more pizza. You can't have any more, you know, whatever. Um, it has to be exception, not the rule. Yeah, and I can just say from uh, the perspective of a guy who works with production guys and all the artists in our church, that the more prepared we are, the easier it is for those guys to redirect. If you yep. come in, you know, the, if you weren't preparing, it would be crazy. Yep. But because we're so prepared, it's easier for us to make a change every so often at the last minute. Well, the other thing there is if you'll prepare ahead, you really do save your staff. So, I mean, I know I've heard pastors go, well, we come up with a video idea on Wednesday and we shoot it on Thursday. Well, then you got your guy or your girl editing all weekend long. They don't get to see their family. 
So their kids think, oh, um, the church steals my father away. Um, it's it's not a good thing. Uh, it's it's not a good thing at all. And so if you care about the people you lead that we're called to shepherd, uh, we should do everything we can to set them up for success too, instead of just doing things to make us look good. So true. Not to mention the video guy hates you. Yes. And if that's you out there, video guy, New Spring Church is looking for people. Absolutely. And we we give newspring.cc slash jobs. And especially if you're a computer programmer, front end or back end. I don't really know what that means, but we need those people. And we need .NET people. .NET. I don't know, man. I don't know. If you know how to program a computer and you're awesome, you just let us know. Amen. We will plan ahead. And yes. So we've talked about planning, uh, preparation, perspiration, prayer that equals progress. Perry, is there any final words you want to tell our listeners about this? I would just say, you know, you, you can't. Um, you can't work too hard to to honor the Lord. I mean, He's He's called us to work hard. Um, in Malachi, you know, Scripture is very clear. Um, Malachi chapter one, how God feels about when we offer Him anything less than our very best effort. Um, he said, "Cursed is the cheat who has an acceptable male in his flock and does not bring it. Don't bring me blind." dead, lame animals, dragging them up, throwing them on my altar and saying, this is the best I've got. And if he's, if he's saying that to the priest then, he's saying that to church leaders now, that, that we, and, and, and listen, excellence doesn't mean perfection. We screw something up every week. I screw something up every week. Excellence simply means giving your absolute very best. That would be the first thing. Second thing I would say is um, anytime that you might be doing a podcast in the future, make sure your assistant has her phone on silent. <laughs> yes, that yes. would be you had planning ahead and pray for it too. Yes, amen. So, uh, well, that'll wrap up uh, this month's edition of the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We'd Woo-hoo. love to have your questions or thoughts at hello at newspring.cc. If you have them, send them in to us and we will consider them and maybe even deal with the topic you suggest. Amen. So, anyway, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.